Okay, so let's start from start from the mission again. Just might as well to get some chazar in. And then Aleph, Amid Aleph, towards the bottom. We'll just go straight from the beginning of the Simchas Beis Hashueva. Says the Mishnah. Someone who never seen the Simchas Beis never saw never saw a complete Simchas in his life. What happened? Matiyantev Rishon Shachag Yordul Ezunashim. They went down to the Ezunashim and Masakim Shem Tikin Gadol, and that's what we started talking about yesterday, the day before, about the Machitza, which they made, or the balcony which they made to serve as the place for the woman to go on. That was the Tikin Gadol that they did. And then they also had these golden candelabras. There was four baskets of gold in each one of the tops. There were four ladders, one leading up to each one of the Safalim. Four lads from the young of the Kayanim. And they had in their hands these jugs of 120 lug, that they would pour into the different safalim, and they used the worn out of the pants of the koinim, and from their worn out belts, and they took a piece, they tore off a piece of the these pants and these belts, and they made out of them a wick, and they used to light with those material. There was not lit up from the light of the Mesa Shueva. As we explained, it was very, very high up, and therefore it gave a tremendous amount of light. They were dancing in front. With the Torches of light in their hands, they were juggling them. Four or eight different torches. And they said, in front of them, and Tashbachis praise and song, Takarish Baruchu. And as they were singing, the Levim were with their harps, with their lyres, with their cymbals, with their trumpets, and all different types of instruments without any specific number, but it's only a large amount of instruments. They were standing on the 15 steps that went from the Ezra's Yisrael to Ezra's Nashim. Which are corresponding to the 15 Shermalas that are in Tehillim. And that's where the Levim stood. And they said Shira from those steps. So Amdushnekayin Two kind of went to the Shari Elia and Shiyar, the Ezra Nisrael as Nashim, they went down from the Ezra Nisrael to Ezra Nashim, was the Shanikinar. The Shnech Hatsaisus Bidei, and they had two trumpets in their hands. Karai Gever, which means either the rooster or the person, when it reached the point of sunrise, Tiku, Veriyu Vatiku, and it was time to start the process. Ibula Tikiya, Chua, and Tikiya. Higila Malay, Asiris, Tiku, Veriyu, and they reached a 10 step, he blew again a Tikiya, Chua, and Tikiya. Hegila Azara. They finally reached the Azara. They again took over with Tikkur a third time. They blew Tikkurs. Hayutolkin va'ochanat shemigil the shari yitzam imizrach, and they kept on blowing as they were going until they reached the shar, which went out to the east to the of the of the of the Harabais. Hegil the shari yitzam imizrach, hafchul pnei imizrach l'mayim. They turned their faces. 
from Mizrach to Meirev means they, they turn backwards, towards back towards Nazara. Ramon they said, Unfortunately, our fathers that stood in the same place, their backs were to the Hechel. They stood facing the sun, facing east. Upneim came and their faces were east. Umshtachim came and they also were bowing to the east. They were unfortunately serving the sun. They were using the sun as some sort of avodazara. Umshtachim came in the Shemesh. Varnu laka in Yenuinar. We are to Hashem, and that is where we are lying towards. Read the Eimer. Yeshenim Eimer. They actually repeated again. Anu laka. We are to Hashem. Laka in Yenuinar. Hashem is our eyes. That's where we are facing. That's where we are going towards, and. Pointing out and making a declaration that there no connection to the way their fathers acted, unfortunately serving a Zara on some level towards the sun, we are doing the opposite. We are facing away from the sun, back towards the Azara, praising Hakadosh Baruch Hu, davening Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and not do anything which would be similar to the way their forefathers acted. Uh, can I ask a question on near the top when it says the Halavim Bechinoros and that? Yeah. Right. I think that that means all, all, all year round, right? Rashi doesn't learn that way, right? But it's not, Rashi is not that way. Yeah, right, Rashi. Rashi's second one is simply basically Right, right. Yeah, the first one simply also was, I hear, I hear, it seems a little repetitious. A little right. repetitious. I didn't. I don't remember seeing anything. Everybody here, it's, it's uh, the wording doesn't flow so smoothly. Okay, that's a, it's a, it's a good point. I seemingly both referring to the same thing, and then it seems repetitious. Okay. In its glory, never saw a beautiful city in their lives. Someone did not see the in its in its uh, state of being built. Never saw a beautiful, glorious building ever. Mahi, which binyan is referring to, and what stage of the binyan? Referring specifically to the Binyan Hurdis, which had a beautiful structure to it, as we'll explain. The Maibani, in what way, how was it built, and what was unusual, unique about that building that the Hurdis did. It was done with stones that were green and white. Green, white, and green, blue, and white. And which gave a certain um, color. And then Apik Shafa, Vial Shafa was in a row, and it protruded a row. And the reason for that, Kechit Lekabal Sida, really with the goal that was Makabal the Sid. I'm trying to think about that, how exactly structurally 
that makes it stronger. I, I couldn't, I was like just trying to bet if someone has a better. I see a lot of buildings built this way. Yeah? yeah. Not for aesthetics, actually, for, for a. Right. I was like, it, it, to me, I mean, I don't know much about building at all. It would seem like it's weaker, right? The more when you have, when, when you build, if you build everything on top of each other, that gives it a certain level of strength. Do you have a what? Like a cantilever type thing, but it, it can't move so much. When it's straight on top, it's easier to knock on. The whole thing, the whole thing itself. Yeah, it's interesting also, the more so like, the Kabbalah Sida. Right, somehow that sounds like it, it hopes it. I mean, is it possible they were like grooved in some fashion? Maybe they could have the grooves, you want to have the grooves lined up like this? So each one of the, of the bricks? Like this. I, I, if, if the top spawns were grooved, then you want to have them like this. Have Interesting. Them, that's... Right. right. Yeah, I really, I really couldn't picture how somehow the protrusions and intrusions will help at all with the macabre cedar. I mean, if you look at a regular brick wall, it's yeah. black. What do you mean? It's not like totally straight. It does go in and out. Well, bricks are, right, the bricks are the bricks are like that, is. right? But I think this means, this means you know, internal, external. No, I'm, I'm talking about internal. Yeah, the yeah. bricks do protrude. The bricks protrude out of the cement. The cement is usually out of the cement. That's correct, right? right. But here is much more than that. In fact, it sounds like there was rows. That's what I actually explained. There was rows in, and rows further out. I, I mean, I've seen structures done that way. Right, and the only thing, the only thing, maybe this is. I don't know if this makes sense that. Obviously, when you do in and out, you have all this space over here. If you fill that with, with cement, it gives it a certain strength. Extra goes right here, maybe. Right. So you have you definitely have extra cement over there. So maybe that's what means the Kabbal Sida. It's a place you left a really leaving a, a huge gap. But when when the one that's protruding, the goal of that gap is really to fill it up with sid. And then, kechad lekabel. It could make more sense to makabel. You're making like a clay kibble, like a like a receptacle. So you're really creating a receptacle on some level. I'm just thinking of this now. That right, right. But you try, it sounds like to say this wall was done in this fashion. So when you build the wall, I have this place lekabel. See this. So it could be if it means like I'm thinking that maybe you made this place in order to be able to place the, the cedar there. Maybe. I'm just thinking of this now. Okay. Savar, the Mashiach Medava, you wanted to, you thought to go and cover it and coat it with gold, which will make it even nicer. Amlir Abanan, Shavke, leave it. The Achishapar Tfei, this actually is much nicer. The Meschazi, because it appears like the waves of the sea between the colors and the ins and outs it all seems like the beautiful, almost like it's moving as she says, as you look at it and as you gaze at it, so therefore leave it as, and that was the beauty of Hordus's binion, that almost appeared like these moving waves going on the outside of the wall Tanya someone who's never seen the rose Right, the double rows of the princes, or the, the Sarim, Alexandria, Mitzrayim, never saw the Chvodin Shal Yisrael, the glory of Klal Yisrael. 
And this place of Mitzrayim, there was this this um, great palace. Stiv Lufnim Stiven had this row in front of a row of the, of the, the, the bleachers. Pamam Shayuba, and there was times they had in it. Kiflaim Kesim Mitzrayim, double of those who left Mitzrayim, which is 1.2 million people. That's how many people it actually was able to hold. Vayibo Ayin Aleph Kisdre Shalzav, and there was 71 seats of gold. Kenegad Ayin Aleph Shal Sanhedrin Gedele, which corresponded to the 71 seats of the Sanhedrin. Kalachas Yachas Ena Pchusam Yesum Echad Ribo Kikrizav, and each one was not less than 21 ten thousands of Kikrizav, which is obviously a huge amount of gold in each one of these chairs. And there was a wooden platform that was in the middle. And the kerchief in his hands. It came time to answer He lifted up the kerchief. Everyone saw that now it was time to respond to Amin, and they all responded. They did not sit all mixed together, intermingled. The goldsmiths, the silversmiths, the Fachman, the blacksmiths, by themselves, the Tarsus, and the ones who were the workers of, of copper by themselves, and Gardim, and the weavers by themselves. When the Ani came in there, he said, Ah, that's where I belong because I want to see myself as a future silversmith. So he knew where to go. It was respectable, respectable and therefore it certainly would be a Mila in terms of being able to help himself out. And he went there and he was able to get Parnassah for himself and for the members of his household. Unfortunately, the Kula Katlinu Alexandra Mukhtin, all of them were killed out and wiped out and destroyed. Why did they get destroyed? They violated the Pasuk. You cannot go back to that place any longer, which is Mitzrayim and Vinu Hadar. Unfortunately, they went back and therefore they were deserving of. Being wiped out is terrible in this terrible way. Kiyasa, and what did he take as a sign that he went ahead and did this? He saw the reading for the following Pasuk in the Sefer. Place upon us a guy from, from a distance. Amri said, Mikhti, who referring to himself, this man, I wanted to bring my boat, in 10 days, which should have been a 10-day trip, the wind lifted it, and the boat came in five days, so there's a sign that I'm the guy who the person is referring to, and if we, not for Elihu, we get to know he fell on them, and he killed them all. It is a, there's a Ramban, I was just thinking about that, asks on part about why is part deserving a punishment, if there's, there's a haftacha that is supposed to happen, so what exactly did he do wrong? He, he filled haftacha. He filled Hashem's words. So the Rambam says something which I think fits in very nicely over here as well, if I remember correctly. He says that it's true there was haftacha, but that doesn't have to be you. Right? You choosing to to be the one like Kashbaruch will, will figure out how to how to get it done. You don't have to make that 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 bechira of choosing. And here it's even like he's using a sign. And still, he was wrong, right? Even even with the signs that this, uh, I guess he, he took a simon, but uh, simon's not meant to be used to kill people. I mean, it's not the only story. And when Titus came to Rome, the, right, it was Titus, I believe, 
with the shot the arrows, and they kept going towards Yerushalayim. It's, it's interesting to you know, find this, this parallel where there was parallel, at least from the Pesachim, you don't see any indication he had that he's the guy. Right? But in this case, there was. It sounds like Pari had this, I mean, Alexander Mukhtin had this indicator from the Simon, from Shemayim. So that he was supposed to go and do so. It's pretty, pretty fascinating. But certainly it was not correct. You can't just say that because I have a simon, I therefore can just take it and go wipe out millions of people. It's not going to exactly be... Right. Very good. Because that's a flip to the positive. Right. Very good. It's the positive side of that. Okay. Amatiyantif, they built a Tikkun, so they went down, they built a Tikkun Gadol. My Tikkun Gadol, what's Tikkun Gadol that was built in the Eretz Nashim? Amr of Elazar, originally the Eretz Nashim was smooth, and they surrounded it with this Gazutra, with these like pegs coming out from the wall on which they placed the platform to make a balcony. The woman would sit up above. And the men down below. This wasn't always done that way. Originally, the women were inside, and the men were outside. They came to a lightheadedness, which was obviously inappropriate intermingling between the genders. Therefore, they changed it and made the woman outside and the men inside, which they hoped would help. <coughs> look backwards, and they would still be able to gaze at the woman, which came to Kalos Reish, and therefore was still not yet a sufficient secret. They made a new Tikkun that the women were up above, men down below. I was thinking that you know, part of the, the goal of the balcony is that even if there's Kalos Reish, they can't really get to each other, because right, whoever they got up to the balcony, there was, there was a whole procedure to get down. Conversation happens, I think, by, by its very nature when there's when there's they're very close to each other and there's you know a potential to intermingle. But the balcony sort of cuts that off because you're just you're up, up there on top, so you can wave like it's not going to be the same level of uh, intermingling that's going to happen when you're on the same level. So I think that's 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 the real goal of the balcony because you don't see it that as a balcony like we spoke about the first lens Gemara. Balcony, it's a discussion halacha. Is it required to have it that you can't see? Can't see not necessarily because the fact that it's separate rishus really would be potentially sufficient. But and and you don't even see over here that they couldn't see. I'm assuming they could. It's un- unclear in the Gemara, but even if they could, the fact that there was a separate rishus, separate rishus and way up above certainly took away the ability to simply mingle and cause race was avoided. Had they even allowed themselves to do such a thing, how is it permissible? Everything has to come from a Kaddish Baruch and that's the way they have to do things, and not, you can't do anything differently without Kaddish Baruch telling and, and commanding. So Amorav, Krash, Chavadarish, no, they actually had a Pasuk, which was a precedent for this concept, that there's a necessity to have a separation between men and the woman. So he says there was a hesper going on with mishpachas by individually. Kamar says that means the mishpacha based was was on one side, 
and the wives were on the other side. And that's the separation that took place during this Hesped. Amrut, they said, they learned this Pasuk and said, there's that's among them, as we'll, we'll see. They're involved in Simcha, which only can bring a more of a, a carelessness and a lightheadedness, as Kalos Rish. For sure, how much more so is it going to be relevant to have a separation? Gemara says, okay, let's just dissect what was this Hesper talking about? What is referring to? So, they gazed on the fact that he was uh, pierced or stabbed. This is that was just just destroyed. So why are they crying? Now, I'm sure someone asked this question. I was just wondering that we mentioned this yesterday that when the Yitzhara is killed, it takes away Bechira. So that's the reason to cry. It means no longer a possibility of schar and the whole ability to do mitzvahs really is is no longer possible. You can do mitzvahs, but there's no bechira for them. This, so and that, someone's like, "Straight, what's the most kasha?" Yeah, that, that's a reason to cry. And when someone leaves this world, that that's what's that's Beikov was sad. I mean, other things also, but Beikov was sad about it. They no longer have the ability to even Hashem. They're they're taken away. Like wondering, like what's what, what's the one really kasha? The only thing I, I was thinking is that Lamaisa, there's a practical aspect that it's true that on one hand there's what to be you know sad about, but at the end of the day, when when your greatest uh, enemy is, is destroyed, so it's yeah it's 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 true. There's there's ramifications of that. At the end of the day, right now it's it's a happy occasion. This right. Very good. Very good. That's a good sister. Very good. That's a good Very good. 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 Very and unfortunately, the ramifications that come out, okay, so that's, they'll deal with that independently and separately, but they certainly should be rejoicing now. I was thinking also, another, another thing I was thinking was that even if it's, even if it's true that, that there was a certain loss, but a hespid sounds like particularly on, on the, the, Thing or person that was just killed. In other words, I'm only asking why why are they why are they crying. So I'm saying they're crying for a different reason. The lost bechira. It's not mashda from the pasuk. It's mashda there was a hespid. A hespid particularly as a connotation of on the thing that just died. So even those reasons to cry for another almost like side reason. It's not what the pasuk sounds like. So the fact they're making hespid is strange. What's the hespid? So the gemara is asking it in context of 
the hespid. So it's saying, why are they crying? Why are they crying about the hespid, about the thing, or the entire that died? So I think it's also Emma Subshat that the very fact there was a mention of hespid, I think it's, it's, it's itself is, is the question. Zimur says, My Baal Kedarish of Yehuda, La Salavi Mivia Kalishboroki Sahara, Sheikh Tabafre, Tadikim Fremishar. Tadikim Nidmalam Kahar, Givaya, Tadikim will appear to them like this great mountain and look at what we accomplished. Rishab Nidmalam, Kutasai, like this string over here. Halalabachin, Halalabachin, the book will be crying. Tadikim Mechim, Raymond Hechi, Khalu Lukhvish Hagavaya, because they will be able to go and capture this great mountain that we are able to accomplish. Amazing. Risham Baikin and the Risham also crying, how can we know weren't able to go and capture the Khutas Arizah? was wondering, it's like a wonder. My eyes about the the, the remnants of this nation. And in those days it was a wonder in my eyes. What's the wonder? This thing that the fact they weren't able to went over and Overcome the Yitzhar, even though it seemingly is so simple. Certainly in the beginning, it, it is so simple. Amr of Asiyat Gemara says, Yitzhar Batkhila, Daimon Chutzal Bukhya. In the beginning, it's like a little, little uh, thin thing, like a spider's web. It's not like anything. At the end, unfortunately, it's like the strings, the ropes of a, of a holding a eagle, thick, strong ropes. First, first oven is like of nothing, like just of nothingness. And then, unfortunately, it a person keeps going, it turns into these thick ropes which are binding and hold up, hold on to a person. Ask me something from me, I'll give it to you, I'll grant it to you. Which has the next part of the Pasuk, which as we'll see, referring to the fact that something was new. So they asked, and he says, which is like, that's what he wanted to ask, that it should be like a give all the Gaim as my inheritance, give over all the nations in my hands. But then he sees Shepanisa, which is killed. I'm willing to survive, just, just let, me, let me live, let me stay, and I have to be. Unfortunately, be destroyed like Mashiach when David was. And now, Kashbaruch responds, That life that you're asking for, have no fear. Even before you said anything, David already was Misnava on that, he gave Nivu on that. That will be granted and given to you. Can I ask a predictive question? So sure. We're, we're recording two, two Sufi, right? Asfra, our, our, uh, Amina, Ayom, Yorba, Zikha, and then is another one, this is Hashem's speaking here, Shami, many, this right. is right. 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 That's the one says, but he retracted on that intent once once he saw the fact that the other Mashiach was killed. He said, like, let me just cut my, cut my losses and ask much less. Okay, Mishikach. Have a wonderful evening.